Hello and welcome to Blooming Abroad, a podcast where we look deeper into the lives of Cullen, that's me, and Sarah, that's me, two ordinary Jesus followers trying to make a difference in Central and Eastern Europe. Resurrecting the uh, Blooming Abroad podcast after a couple month hiatus. Yep. Oopsie. Yeah. But. Um, we have pretty good reason. We have some really. For that. We have some really good reasons. We think after you hear uh, this in, in the next couple episodes, we're putting ourselves out there to the, the goal, the ambitious goal. I'll, I'll jump right in here is to get a. Get an episode out uh, every week for our final three weeks here in Oof. Hungary. That's what my that, goal is. That's commitment. Even if I have to do one of them by myself, I whoa. I, whoa, I want whoa, to do whoa. it. I want to do it. So okay, the, the people are hungry. I, I know, and so we we gotta we gotta feed the people. Fine, fine. But as Sarah said, there are some legitimate reasons why you haven't heard from us. I guess at least through the podcast medium. And um, we're excited uh, over the next couple episodes to share with you stories of the cafe um, opening and coming to life and continuing to flourish and bloom. And then also... Uh, I see what you did there. Oh, always looking for that product placement. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then also uh, we're excited to share with you about the construction um, progress and um, some really exciting... Uh, stuff that's taken place recently with the upstairs youth center so we're we're looking towards the next couple episodes kind of theming them as today we'll talk about cafe next episode we'll talk more about um, the upstairs and the youth center and the youth group uh, of of the village kind of what we've been doing with the teenagers and kids the last couple years and then episode 10 um, would be literally the last couple days here in Hungary we Mm -hmm. would record an episode for you guys and just talk about that's probably going to be the one you're looking forward to the most because our personal one yeah we'll just take some time to talk through um kind of just a candid and unfiltered reflection and then what we're looking at as we as we transition our lives back to to the U.S. and back to Michigan yep Yep, it'll be fun. So, well, yeah. I, I guess one question I have for you before we kind of hop in to great. the cafe. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk just talk for a little while before we got okay, into it. Okay, cool. So, That's, that was my plan, too. We didn't plan this podcast before we started recording, so I'm, we're going off the cuff here, so we're on the same page. I like it. And also, sorry if you hear some coughing. I will try to... Keep it at a minimum, but I have a cold, so that's just the way when you record live with no edits. So, uh, just warning you guys. But uh, I wanted to just ask, um, maybe how is your day, or how is your week? Just quick. We'll do something short. This past week, this day was a good day. Um, Great. It's, it's nighttime here in Hungary. Um, we got a chance to uh, go. We drove to Budapest this morning and actually went to the first church service for a really good friend of ours. Um, his name is Jolt, Pastor Jolt. And he has a really big, crazy story over the past year. Uh, they moved from Romania. They left their ministry and their church that was beautiful and thriving um he felt like god was asking him to come back home uh so he left the mountains of romania to come back to the concrete jungle of uh of budapest so we were there for his first service literally they launched their church in an old um, fish shop Mm -hmm. so they used to sell fish out of this this 
facility, this, this building, and now they are fishing in a different way. So that was really cool. Yeah. We also got a chance to watch a couple Christmas movies. Actually, I watched one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time, uh, Grumpy Old Men. You should. You guys should see him when he watches it. He's he's like a different person when he watches <laughs> it. It's pretty great. It's a tradition. I watch it every year at this time. It is by no means PC. It was <laughs> it was made uh, in the I think, <coughs> I think it was made in the eighties, but I love it. It's just like hilarious but also like for me beautiful story of these two old guys that are grumpy grumpy old men (laughs) and then after um that we actually started packing started cleaning stuff up and and by cleaning stuff up that means i don't know five trash bags worth of stuff Mm -hmm. that we're getting that we're throwing away and then organizing things to give away sell and pack Mm -hmm. we're in the process of that Slowly. Yep. Don't want to wait till the last minute. Yep. And then this evening, we had a chance to spend a couple hours uh, mm-hmm. for a video meeting with Geza and Ildiko. That was and lovely. That was really lovely. That was a very important meeting. We had a lot of discussions, closed some loops, and mm-hmm. discussed some, some things that will be needing attention for when we are, we are out of the picture. So always... Uh, Every minute that we get to spend with Gaze and Odeco is a treasure. It's precious, so, for sure. So it was a good day for me. It was a good week. Um, this was a big week. Uh, yeah. This past week, we... really was. We'll tell that story in the next yeah. episode. But we had we had an amazing time with our youth group. Yep. Um, we had an amazing uh, event in the new youth center. And we also had um, um, some pretty amazing experiences at the cafe working mm-hmm. had great conversations got to train a new um a new employee it was it was awesome mm-hmm. how about you how was your how was your week uh my week has kind of been all over the place uh getting a little sick has thrown a wrench in things for me makes uh makes the normal schedule just a little bit harder um makes it hard to sleep when you can't breathe through your nose so other than that, my week was great. Um, yeah, uh, we had Thanksgiving dinner. We had that an, was really that cool. was probably one of the highlights of my week. We actually got invited to an American style Thanksgiving dinner hosted by Hungarians, which is super cool. Um, the Hungarians that hosted us are our good friends Hoiny and Gary. Um, they're our co youth leaders. Um, Hoiny's brother lived in Illinois for eight years and they just moved back a few months ago and so they really wanted to celebrate they they picked up the tradition back there and wanted to bring it here and we had 10 adults with I don't know six or seven children running around Um, and it was honestly one of the best meals I've had in Hungary sorry Hungarians um, because it was American everything so um, it was amazing meal Mm -hmm. and the company was amazing it everybody there spoke English with us which was really amazing the kids uh, we bonded with Hoini's nephews which was really really cool Um, we've heard so much about them from her so it was really cool to meet them and they, they all, all three of them grew up in America. So um, the, they could speak super, super fast English with us. And we would just eat it up because uh, that, that was just really cool to bond with them. Um, and spend time with our, some of our best friends here in Hungary. And so it was just a lovely evening overall, highlight of my week for sure. And then working in the cafe was really great. Uh, we our boss gave us one of the days off, which is really really nice, and we went back to work yesterday, and I loved it, mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was a good week. We took care of some stuff with the car too last week. Oh yeah. Last week, of course. Um, I'm working. I was working like ten, twelve hour days for nine or ten days straight to get the youth center uh, ready for the Thanksgiving gathering, and so. One night after 
working a full shift at the cafe and then working upstairs after mm-hmm. I got pulled over. And how the... long is a full shift? Oh, it's like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy day. Yep. But I'm not even out of the village and I got pulled over by a police officer and he was <laughs> he was barking at me in Hungarian. I couldn't really I couldn't really pick up what he was trying to tell me, but basically I figured it out and I needed to get a service uh, updated like an inspection yeah so i did that on monday no Mm -hmm. i I did that on tuesday morning and uh it was a 6 a.m appointment that was like yeah who schedules what what kind of place has a 6 a.m appointment like come on when you have like this angry like uh hungarian mechanic just with stone face, like telling you six six a.m. Oh, the oh, okay. I said, I said, <coughs> I said it's good for me. All right, sounds good. <laughs> to whatever it takes, man. You can do it. You can. I don't do want it. to go to jail. Yeah, I don't have to wait two weeks and all that. Uh, so, yeah, that was interesting. I had to drop the car off and then run three miles back home and then wait for the call and then when the car was ready, I had to run three miles back to. Uh, pick it up but everything's good there are some downsides to sharing a car yeah yeah and that is one of them that's true so that was good and then uh the next night um so that was last week on friday last week on saturday uh i was driving home after another long day and i drove through a pothole and seriously damaged the rim and blew up the tire so i had to get that taken care of. So this week I did a lot of, a lot of car related tasks. So, but everything's all set and it's, it's ready to um, either be sold or given away based on what we decide. So that's actually a hidden blessing. Yep. For sure. We would have had to take care of those things anyways. So, um, so yeah, cool. A little bit of an update. Uh, Chance for you guys to hear our voices after this little hiatus. Um, I and want... we're done. Bye, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a wrap for episode eight. <coughs> so um, sorry. It's fine. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Those are some aggressive coughs, though. I can't. I can't not. It's just they impossible. Are, they are aggressive coughs, and we're in a little like our little side bedroom, so it's just banging off these walls copper doesn't seem to mind no he's he's chilling right next to me so let's let's talk about the cafe um yeah good stuff the cafe uh, mana cavezo uh english it would be mana cafe mana me meaning the um story from the old testament right um, from heaven yeah it's a special thing mana was literally well, it's not bread but but like heavenly bread Heavenly food, sustenance. Um, yes, and it was. It came and it, it gave just enough nourishment for one day. It was like it had a one day shelf life, so you couldn't like stock it up and like save it for later. You couldn't put it in your pockets. It was like no, this is the food. This is the nourishment for this day only. Only on Sabbath, it somehow happened where Fridays they would get double portion. How cool is that? It's almost like deal. it was. Like deal. it was planned mm. by someone other than them. Whoa. I know. You want to preach for a little bit? Not really. Got a little teaching no, in there? good. So uh, the team, actually our original name we thought of was Living Room, was the Living Room, but it didn't seem to have the same ring in Hungarian. Mm-hmm. And so we defaulted to the team and they ended up coming up with um, the name Mama Cavezo. Mm-hmm. And so it's really special um it's kind of the idea is that people from the village and surrounding villages would be able to come to this place and get like just what they need for that day um and get something that would lift Mm -hmm. their spirits or something that would just give them a chance to get out of their daily routines and then get away from their home space which many of the the homes in our village are just not very suitable for hosting so um so it just gives people a chance to to connect 
away connect in general so um so sarah tell us a little bit about um kind of like what sort of how does this cafe fit into the overall um scope or landscape of of blooming abroad's Mm -hmm. uh work and mission here in hungary these past two and a half years yeah so um i mean to sum it up uh it's pretty it was pretty much the main and one of the only missions that blooming abroad slash we had when we came to hungary um and maybe we told the story but uh we dreamed up this idea in a small cafe in a village, pretty much the next village, bigger village uh, near um, Tatar St. George. Uh, it's called Tsuki, Tsukrazda, which means uh, cute sweet shop, actually. Um, and we dreamed up this idea when we had this empty building with Geza, uh, well, while we were sitting with Geza, and we all three kind of at the same time uh, had the idea and Colin and I had wanted to start a coffee shop as kind of a pipe dream we didn't specifically think in Hungary by any means Um, and so the coffee shop has been a dream of ours for over four years now Um, and so that developed into so the the coffee shop actually came before Blooming Abroad um, which is pretty darn cool Mm-hmm. So the when we started blooming abroad and when we when we knew we were coming to Hungary for sure, um, that was the largest area of our mission. And I think, I mean, generally speaking, it still is. Uh, there's been many other areas of our ministry that have developed over time uh, throughout saying yes here and opportunities and working together with multiple different uh, groups here, groups and churches. But... Um, this cafe has been a dream for four years for Blooming Abroad. And so the grand scheme or the grand goal of this coffee house is to, because this is such a small village, um, they essentially have one bar with a pool table. They have a couple shops, like a secondhand clothing store, a flower shop, and one or two little kind of not markets, but little grocery stores. And we're talking little grocery stores. Um, Have all the basic essentials and that's it. So we really wanted to provide a space for people to gather. Uh, As Colin kind of said, we thought about the living room first uh, because we really wanted to make it comfortable. We wanted to make it a place where people host um, groups or friends or just meet with people for coffee, co-workers, um, church groups, Bible studies, whatever, whoever, students to study because it has free Wi-Fi. Um, so that was our main goal with this. And so in, in terms of the broad spectrum into this village, Blooming Abroad is really just kind of focused on making this village better or making whatever, not the village, but Whatever our project is, is whether it be the youth or the cafe or the upstairs project, we just want to leave the place better than we found it. Mm-hmm. And so that has been the overall, how it fits into the grand scheme of Blooming Abroad. It was a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was an even better answer. Oh, well, thanks. So what would you say, like, we can kind of go back and forth a little bit about this, but what were... What were some of the biggest obstacles that we've had to Mm, face and overcome over the past couple years? So maybe some of you don't know this, but maybe some of you, most of you do. But um, the coffee shop was before it was a coffee shop, it was a home. Um, And so it was really made up of two kind of good sized rooms, a kitchen and an entryway with a small bathroom, one toilet, one shower. So 
um, that layout and that uh, those rooms don't work for a coffee house to just kind of turn the space we had into a coffee house. So one of the biggest challenges we faced was the construction aspect. Um, not only are we Americans coming into uh, Americans with not a lot of construction experience coming into a construction project is hard enough. Americans coming into a Hungarian construction project um, with no Hungarian is doubly hard. Um, and then Americans coming into a Hungarian construction project and about two, three months in, a war next door breaks out and the costs double or triple within days to weeks um, makes it triple as difficult. So I think the construction was... One, well, I think it was probably one of the biggest, whether it be financially or just practically and emotionally. It mm -hmm. took a toll. That was a long year. That first year that we were here, <sighs> it was it was really hard because so much of our... It was like the one thing, with the exception of... With the exception of me teaching yep and then you know our youth group youth groups that we were we were kind of getting after it was the cafe was like the one area that we could really like really grab a hold mm -hmm. of and say like hey this is like this is this is what we're working towards like our, this yeah, is concrete mission this is gonna make a difference we yep. can see it in that first year it was like Wow, it was very yeah. slow moving and it seemed like we had for every 10 meetings we would have uh, nine of them would not yield really any results and yep. and then people just started coming along, didn't they? Like yeah, we had structural we had engineers, mm. architects come out of the woodworks that were Christians that volunteered their just, time. Just had to yeah, just had to like bump into them at just the right time and have just the right conversation and just mention hey, we're trying to do this in, in this village. And they're like, I know where that's at. We can do that for you. Well, Yeah, can we come next week? And it, every, it was crazy. And, and this has been a theme for uh, a lot of different things, but especially the projects here in Hungary, especially the building projects, yep. is it's almost like for every like three weeks uh, where there's there's very little productivity, there will be one week where there's four weeks of productivity within that one week. Yeah, it'll just all fall into place. Kind and of. that has yeah. happened over yeah. and over and over. And there have been times where I've thought, oh my gosh, is there is there any possible way we could do this more efficiently? But it just over and over, it was like God was just, I don't know what really he was teaching me, but it's so clear that this theme just repeated itself over and over that it was almost like we needed to like sacrifice three weeks. Yeah. So that he would just bless the fourth week and teach us to be patient, maybe I don't know. Yeah, at, to, to endure, to say the least. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, those are good lessons, and and obviously we're here. We got we got here. We overcame. We had a lot of help from our Hungarian friends. I mean, um, what other challenges did we overcome? I listed the construction. Do you have another one? I don't want to like interrupt, but I wanted to kind of keep on the the challenge theme for a minute. Yeah, I mean, there's there's loads of them. Uh, you know, probably the one, of course, the construction stuff, like you said, but the one that that surprised me was uh, was how challenging it was to actually convince yep. the local people that a cafe is possible. Right. A that that, that we we can happen. get this thing done. Yep. We will get this thing done. And then B, when it's done, um, you guys asked for it. You you There was a survey that the mayor's office did, and overwhelmingly the village said we would, we would love a, a place where we can gather. We would love a cafe. But once, you know, the project was going, it seemed like we had to just kind of it was there's a lot of skeptics yeah how is it gonna work and will it make any money and how are you gonna finish this project and and that was that will was people a, come and that yeah. left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth for sure for a while to just be it was just surprising to me you know i i had the expectation that once 
things get moving that people you know around the community would kind of jump in and um and now that it's been open they have like the community has rallied around this space and made it their own and they're enthusiastic and they're loyal and it's a huge blessing to be able to like see how much this cafe means to them um but i would say just that that was a challenging piece to to the the process of of getting the from architectural plans to opening day that was a, that was a challenge for us yep. there was some lonely times yep. there was certainly some lonely times feeling like we're here to help bring a cafe to your community and we are the when ones you that asked are for it <laughs> convincing you of the value and purpose of it so mm-hmm. maybe you know what that's not <laughs> some of that is on me some of that is definitely just um exhausting seasons yep where i would Burn just out a little yeah bit. you just you're a little bit little you're um you're a little bit more easily uh you take things personally a little bit easier yep. when you're tired burnt out exhausted and blah 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 so yep communication issues as well D- does that as well just language barrier things it's much easier yeah, to take we, things personally we learned so much i mean who 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 out there has like what an opportunity it was to be able to manage and build and get a nonprofit off the ground in another country through language through cultural differences all these things like we did it yeah we did it and we we with everything that we just said there's no way we would have been able to do it without the many people that did step up to help um and so my my next question is what single moment can you think of where you were just kind of overwhelmed with like in a good way like in the best way possible what is a moment you can think of where you just sort of recognize like wow this this is this is special Mm -hmm. this is not normal to be able to do this or to be able to the main moment that i remember is our opening day um we ran out of we have uh uniforms or polos for work we didn't have enough polos for all the people who were helping um, or at least enough polos that fit the people that were helping because we had a lot of teenage helpers, which was really cool. Um, we had a helper from a city that's three hours away that we happened to meet in Croatia. Um, it's a Hungarian guy. Levy is his name. That's a ridiculously cool story, but... Um, Met him in a coffee shop when we were staying in Croatia because we heard the Hungarian. We have mutual friends, it turns out. Um, we found out that out through social media. It turns out we were going back to Hungary the same day. He had a wedding here in Ketchkamate, the city that we live in. Um, just kind of a lot of divine happenings there. He came out to help on opening day, so he was helping with the drinks. And obviously opening day is crazy because everybody comes at once. Uh, and so um, that day, I remember standing, we had... Sorry, but uh, when when we discovered that he needed to come back to catch commit for that wedding, yeah, we offered to drive him. Yeah, I think I mentioned that. We, yeah. we drove home with him because he lives... Anyway, all uh, right. We, we, we yeah, made... we talked with him for seven hours <laughs> before, yeah, on the way home. Yeah. We were going home on the same day, so then we, yeah... And we bonded with him, and he stepped right up for that opening day. Really incredible. I mean, this is like a professional barista. This is not just kind of any any barista. Um, so he was helpful. He speaks English and Hungarian, which is always helpful in situations like the opening day of, you know, uh, serving, what was that, probably 70, 60 people? At least. At least, maybe yeah. more. Yeah. Um, 
so the I remember standing in the back. Uh, I didn't, there weren't actually enough seats. Um, so a lot of the volunteers uh, and kind of helpers and workers were standing kind of or sitting on the steps kind of in the back and I remember uh, listening there's a couple speakers um, we had a big tent in the back and decorated we had worship we had speakers we had prayer um, maybe like a dedication I don't know if that's the right word for it but and then a ribbon cutting ceremony at the end but I do remember kind of sitting back there and just like looking around kind of looking from left to right and all the people that came, we had people come from really, I wouldn't say all over Hungary, but multiple places in Hungary, drove out pretty far. We had people represented from kind of most of our main areas of life, which was really cool. Um, both of our youth groups that we lead in different areas. I mean, just personal friends, Americans, uh baristas from different cities I mean we just uh, Australian friends that we had help us for opening day that we had met like three weeks before four weeks before they came out to take pictures and I just remember feeling very very supported and loved so that was mm -hmm. a moment that stuck out for me what about you well the the week the week leading up to opening day we spent um we got to spend time with our good friends, Lizzie and Chase, yep. and they're two beautiful girls. So that was an interesting week because it was like moving back and forth from yep. like deep, like awesome rest to crazy, you know, work, 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 work. But, uh, my, my moment was, um, really special moment for me was we got this huge, uh, special material, like, huge sign to put up on the oh, front it's a yeah. big circle massive and uh so big that like it, <coughs> it barely fit inside of the the van uh, the, the it's a large large van it barely fit but we got it back and uh henrik um the builder who was building the youth center and mishi the manager and i it was close to sunset and we had worked a very long day at the end of a very long week. Physical and, labor too, not just, yeah. And we uh, we all worked together and put that sign up um, on the front of the building. And I was watching. We were watching, taking some, <laughs> some nice pictures yep, for us. Yeah, that's about it. But it was like, uh, we just stood back for a few moments and just looked each other in the eyes and we were just looking at that sign and it was that was the moment where it really became real for me because there was a thousand different things that um i mean all the thing even the place was beautiful it was ready but then it was like the space is ready but to have an opening party in hungary it's a very ceremonial mm -hmm. culture yep so we needed to go above and beyond um, for the opening day. And to have that sign go up, it was just like... And that logo on that sign was designed by a good friend of ours, Grant. For he's free. A, he's a graphic designer for Madcap Coffee. And yeah. And the money was donated by one of our donors. So there's it was a for collaboration the sign, yeah. for the sign. Yeah. There was quite a collaboration um, of people that made it really special. So really, really special stuff. Um, and so the cafe has been open for um, what what about two open? months. September 30th. September 30th. So, yeah, just about two months. Yep. And, um, and yeah, how do you, how do you think, how do you think it's going? You know, so many people ask this question. Um, and generally speaking, it depends on the person asking, of course, but, uh, a lot of people ask more for the profitability aspect of it. Um, this is a nonprofit coffee house. Uh, we were under no illusions that this was going to be this like incredibly successful business in the middle of this small village. We had no expectations of that. So um, that's not necessarily how I always want to answer it, even though a lot of people are asking. And I know you weren't, but a lot of people ask for that reason. Um, 
the reason we did this was for the community and for people and for ministry and for evangelism. And so in that aspect, um, or I could answer simply first operations, like just how is it actually running? It's actually running very well. Like, especially now, of course, time will always kind of work out some kinks, but um, we work very well with all of us work well together with our coworkers. We have three other workers, two of, or four other workers. Um, two of them are students who volunteer, who just want to help, very responsible. And then we have two adults, of course, one including Mishi, our manager, and then we have a new worker, um, local villager, Bianca, who speaks English. Um, and we have worked very well together. We enjoy our time. Um, sometimes, of course, Hungarian is hard when we're trying to get, take orders and they ask questions, but our Hungarian has, our cafe specific Hungarian language has exploded a lot. Yeah. So, um, so operations are going, in my opinion, very well um, and very efficiently. And then in terms of kind of the ministry and the community aspect of things, um, as far as we can tell, it's going incredibly well. Um, you know, the advantage of being um, non-native Hungarian speakers and not living in the village is we don't hear any complaints. It's pretty <laughs> nice, actually. Yeah. So, of course, we could be somewhat biased. And, of course, the people who are coming to the cafe like it and love it, actually. Not even just like it. They you really, can tell. really enjoy yeah. it. Of course, we don't know about anybody else who hasn't come or thinks it's whatever. We have heard no negative opinions whatsoever. So um, you can really, really tell it's a warm place. We have heard that so many times. I've heard the words, I do know all of these words now, especially. Very peaceful place, very warm, very comfortable, very welcoming, um, and very beautiful. Those mm. are kind of the a lot of the descriptive words that we hear. Edge seru the Nodseru. Simple and awesome. Nodseru, that's right. That's what awesome. Yeah. That's that's a phrase that I heard a couple times that I yep. really liked. Yep. Edgeseru the Nodseru. Yep. And um, you know, the the fun other fun part, um, especially if they don't speak English, has been they ask us in Hungarian of course, um, like why are you here? Why did you come to this village? Why did you open a cafe here? Um, you know, why did Americans come to Hungary at all? But especially, why did you come here to this village? And so um, it's been a really easy evangelistic tool. Easy, not with the language, but easy in terms of an open door for us to be able to kind of tell how God has really worked worked all of this out for us to be here and open this cafe and be working and and blessed us with this um and kind of hopefully point point the glory to god as much as we can um and so that that has been really amazing uh and also mishi our manager has been he has always had the mission in mind he is a business guy he has he has worked in hospitality management for many many years so he does he does very well on the business side of things, but he his main mission is to make relationships and talk to people about Jesus. Mm. And so far, what we have seen that has also been incredibly successful and received well. And so mm. with all of that, I would say it's going incredibly well. I think that was a great summary. Thank I you. would agree with that. Anything to add? Um, I just wanted to pause for a moment because um, I realize sometimes in our vocabulary, we say things like evangelism and glory to God, and maybe not all of our listeners hmm. um, have a clear idea of what we might what mean actually, when we say that. Yeah, it looks like. So maybe you can take one and I can take the other. We don't have to no, be belabor it. No, no, no. no I've been no, doing no. a lot of talking this I'm time. I'm the question master well, today. Well, yeah, but... I'm like coughing a lot, and so okay. I have to like well breathe. Let's keep it in the context of our service, like 
Ugh, service. <laughs> the work that we've done Speaking in of. Hungary. Uh, like why we... Let's keep in the context of, of what we've done here uh, abroad. So when you say glory, keeping, making sure we, we, we give the glory to God, I would say I think you and I are basically just wanting to make sure that when we leave here that people don't see this as like those amazing Americans named Colin and Sarah Menke came and changed our village. Right. And we are going to celebrate honor them forever. That might be true. Yeah, they can thank us and, you know, that's a normal human response, but there's more. But if we live our lives trying to, like, if every good thing that we do, if every success that we have in our lives, um, if if our objective is to say, like, let me me just look super successful and look incredible and impressive. Um, Like, I just imagine getting getting to the end of my life and just, like, being pretty miserable because pretty I'm just empty. like pretty empty yeah I've just lived my yeah. life for myself which yep I think we've all experienced in some way the consequences to that yep and so like I think everybody needs something or someone outside of yourself to live for and for us it's God because the only way that we could have done what we've done these two and a half years is is only because we caught a glimpse of how a really big God can love a really small village. Yeah. And the these the many different kinds of people that are in this village is amazing. And it's amazing how he can interact and relate with all different kinds. It's interesting to see how he loves and cares for the poor orphan gypsy teenager. It's also interesting to watch him guide and lead some of the teachers in the school mm-hmm. who have been teaching there for decades and decades. Interesting stuff. So glory to God just means, I think for us, making sure that he gets the credit. It's not about us. None of this belongs to us. And I firmly do not even believe that my life belongs to me. Mm-hmm. I've given my life to Jesus. And so if, if my life doesn't belong to me, then how about all the other mm-hmm. things that come after that? And the that? cafe definitely does not. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then evangelism, basically for us, has just looked like feeding the hungry, sharing um, the hope of the world, which many people have many different ideas about what true hope is and there's a lot there's a big big hope vacuum in the world these days yep. so interesting to see how different people fill that void for us um, like Jesus the hope that we've found in Jesus and some of the crazy ways that we've experienced evidence that there is a God um, we happen to believe in Jesus that is extremely personally invested in our lives and his hope is a powerful um, motivator for us to keep going and to keep serving and to keep helping and to keep going with little so that we can give much away and when you just catch a glimpse of just one of these kids seeing the hope that's found in Jesus it's really special. Yeah. Like when he, when one of these kids realizes like these 28 weeks of sandwiches and chips have not been paid for by Colin and Sarah, but actually they've, there's a weekly meal that they can look forward to that was given, that is given to them through a God who is alive and filled with hope and wants to share that hope with them. And the way that he shares that hope with them is to give them sandwiches and chips from Colin and Sarah every week. Yeah. And when the kids start to see that, it it's really special. Yeah. Um, and also the people in the cafe, when they start to ask us, like you mentioned, about why why Totar Sendjerj? Why in the why world would you come here? here? We have gotten that question countless times. Why here? And it could be, like I said, Hungry or the Village or Ketchkamate, but like... Why did you 
as Americans even very specifically, I think, come here to this place. Mm -hmm. And it's usually with that, like, why here? Yeah. And we can't usually answer that. We don't really know. We were led here. Yep. We had some, I mean, amazing experiences over the past decade with Geza and Eldico. But we didn't really want to come to Hungary. Yeah. It wasn't our first choice. And Hungary was, okay, we'll go to Hungary, but oh, look at this beautiful Budapest. Yeah, and, and look, oh, Hungary is touching so many beautiful countries. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not Yep. Tiny little village. Yep. Um, anyways, so when we've been thankful and grateful that so many people have asked us those questions because yep. that gives us an opportunity to share the hope um, that God has for them. And we're kind of like walking testimonies to God's ability to do really crazy things and open the eyes of, of people who, who haven't had a whole lot to hope for. So that's been really special to be a part of that. Definitely. We're, we're winding down our time here, guys, on our uh, episode eight, um, kind of a final question and then um, a farewell prompt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hang in there a few more minutes with us. Um, Sarah, my last question for the both of us, I guess, is uh, is a question that we often get asked. What is, what's what's going to happen with the cafe once mm-hmm. you guys are back in Michigan? Yep. That's a great question. I could answer it multitude of ways. Um, there are some aspects of it that we don't 100% know but what we do know is that the cafe is in good hands with our manager Mishi Um, his heart is a heart of gold and his passion for this ministry and for this cafe is so strong Um, we are leaving it with good helpers we have they're all part-time or just work one day or a few hours but we do have good helpers who have similar hearts and are good at the work, but also have hearts for what we want them to have hearts for. So that is all, I think in general, we're living in good hands. We have not replaced ourselves fully when it comes to like, we didn't find two workers that like, you know, I do the cash, I I do the money, take the orders and I do the cakes. Colin is the coffee maker. We have not found like specific uh, us to replace us, I guess, like another us. Um, We are still working on that. So if people are kind of wondering, practically speaking, but uh, we left for a whole week to go to a prayer conference and guess what? The cafe didn't burn down. People got their drinks and it happened. I mean, nothing happened in a good way. Um, and you know, our manager has given us days off and guess what? The cafe didn't burn down, nothing happened and we heard nothing, which is always a good thing. So in general, we are leaving it in very good hands. Uh, financially, um, we know that this cafe will need outside funding. Again, it's a nonprofit. We always knew this. So that's a little bit more of a burden on us, but that can also be done actually, I think better stateside uh, when we move back and so that's a little bit up in the air but that is one of our main goals is to help sustain this coffee shop uh, externally with funds Um, and otherwise with the ministry uh, in terms of kind of building a community building whether it be a community a church um, or just individuals who are interested in Jesus minimally speaking um, Honestly, that's out of our hands. Yes, it is. At this point. So I believe that there are really good things that are going to be happening, but um, it's not ours anymore. No. So. So Mishi sits at the center of it, of it all. Mishi and his wife, Tilly. And we're so, so thankful uh, to have Mishi to be, 
to be walking away knowing that he's he's risked so much he's mm-hmm. he's gone part-time at his other job he's relied upon god to for his paycheck from the cafe it's been six months six month chunks um and god's really taking care of him and so um our responsibility going home is is absolutely once we get back to work we will be personally investing in that cafe yep. through Mishi because we believe in we believe in that we believe that if the doors stay open then we win it's not a space where we're hoping to that the village would just get filthy rich um but if that space stays open if the doors stay open and the lights stay on and Mishi stays at the center of it he's we believe he's God's chosen man to lead that that ministry then then we win and it will just be only a matter of time before we start seeing and we've already started to see fruit um you know bible studies are starting to gather there the conversations we've had with locals the students coming from the school our youth group kids serving volunteering there's 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 a there's a there's a clear uh, path between the youth program and volunteering and learning <laughs> skills and and some of our youth students are actually genuinely begging to be able to work in this cafe. Uh, we were hanging out with our Australian friend um, at youth group one night, and he, we were observing a couple of our students with Mishi. And, you know, we could hear, please, please, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and Richard, our friend, goes, well, what are they saying? And, um... Oopsies. Oops. I guess it's We're not out of time, time yet. To... Yeah, why, what is it doing sitting there? Just Sorry, give it a guys. second. Uh, uh, it'll fade out in just a second, guys. Um, so, we... I like this song a lot. I do too. I don't know what exactly we were thinking of when when we picked it out, but I was like, ooh, and that's... we, you mean you. It sounds like a good podcast intro. Yeah, it does. But that's a good reminder that we're getting yeah it's getting true. To the end. But yeah, so uh, and Richard just asked, "What are they? What are the kids asking him?" I said, "They are not asking him anything. They are begging <laughs> to work in this cafe, but they're a little bit too young at this point. So we yeah. are waiting on them. But it, it just goes to show, like this is a this is a desirable place to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this cafe is really it's it's a big big answer to prayer and it's a big hope. For the future of the village definitely so um guys if you've got if you've got some extra pennies laying around um please head to bloomingabroad.org slash backslash give and you can make a designation if you want to make a donation towards the cafe you can specifically write in that designation section please give this donation towards the cafe yep. um the cafe needs $3,000 approximately per month yep. to operate. That's operational costs, and then that's also the, the costs of paying for a full-time manager and then two additional workers. Yep. So it's not that much. It's really not that much if you think about it. It's $3,000 for all that per yep. month. Um, and as we said, we'll put our money where our mouth is when we get back stateside, get our, get our, get get our rolling paychecks. again, yep. a couple months, get our paychecks rolling, we'll... We'll begin um, giving um, because this is a part of our legacy. This is a part of our story. And um, we really believe if the doors stay open and the lights stay on at Malacavezo, that we'll win. And we'll just continue yep. to hear stories of what God will do, we believe, um, in Totar Sendirj through Malacavezo. Yep. So, last prompt, and then we got to, we got to, say goodbye until next week (laughs) um next week i'm hoping to for our next podcast i'm hoping that we can invite our uh fellow youth leaders hoyne and gary in so stay tuned not a promise but i'm pretty sure we'll be able to pull it off they do get sometimes both of them a little bit nervous about speaking english to but they are two native english speakers but their english is so good and it's you guys will love them they're, if we can get them on. They're they're a blast. They are. Um, they're so funny. So last last thing here is um, it was we're wrapping up Thanksgiving week, 
Sarah, what is one thing you are thankful for about me? Oh, about you. Oh, darn. I think about this now. Why not? (laughs) Let's have a little romantic moment here. Okay, all right, all right. Um, I am very, very thankful for your hard work and your sacrifice. You have never once, in, in my memory, complained about waking up early, uh, going to a 6 a.m. car mechanic uh, meeting, or going early to the village because the only time that you can meet the worker, the Henrik, the upstairs uh, construction worker, to meet him at 6 a.m. and work for 8, 10, 12 hours. Um, you just, you don't complain. Um, when you work, you were, you put all of it into all of you into it Hmm. and I think um, and you always are willing to sacrifice time money resources whatever it is to accomplish it and I just think that's really really cool and I'm super thankful for it you've taught me a lot because I'm usually not willing to do those things (laughs) thank you Sarah you're welcome and then of course I'm gonna ask the question back to you because it was Mm -hmm. such a good one well I'm thankful that I get to call you best friend. Oh. I think before Hungary, we were in a more romantic stage. I mean, yeah. I mean, we were together for few years. It's like we dated and then we, we got married. We've been together for years now. We had been together like now. seven years by the time we, yeah. But we were right. still in like those first couple years of marriage. Right. And I mean, COVID was crazy. You were working like crazy. I was finishing up. You know, doing student teaching and stuff. But I think here we've spent so much time together. Like, we've been together so much. Almost 24-7. Yeah. And, like, like, if it's just a romantic interest, you're just not going to make it. But I've realized and I've learned and I've learned to be so thankful for... Well, like, I've appreciated, learned to appreciate our differences. Mm -hmm. Like, we are incredibly different people. Yep. But I think that those are the... The more different a person, like, they make some of the best friends because they just show you different ways to see the world and they just do things. Like, you do so many weird and hilarious things that I would never think to do. Like what? Think of one thing. You're quirks. Like, you're just quirky. Like, one thing is, like, when you, um... (laughs) Don't don't embarrass me, please. (laughs) I just mean, like, I guess, uh... (laughs) Maybe, like, with uncomfortable situations oh, yeah. conflict or I'm really awkward i i wouldn't say that you're awkward i just say like it's for me if there's conflict or something i've got to like i've got to fix it i gotta figure it out absolutely for you not. you're just like hmm that's interesting okay bye i'm out of here i'm out yeah <laughs> yep and i just Get watch you out. you can do that in like 30 seconds you can assess okay yep i like okay. this don't like this and i'm out and tapped out it's yep. so a quirk I guess that's just an mm-hmm. interesting difference mm-hmm. but I'm thankful for your friendship Sarah well, thank you for being thank my best you. friend uh, I guess it's no problem my pleasure <laughs> my pleasure oh my gosh I'm gonna eat so much Chick-fil-A oh. in three weeks for me it's Taco Bell at least they're across the street from each other <sighs> that's pretty nice anybody out there want to meet up at Chick-fil-A shoot us a message Taco Bell Come on, write us a message. We'll meet you. And uh, one way to bless us when we get back is to invite us to restaurants that we haven't (laughs) had access to in years and buy us food. Honestly, that is like my love language at this moment in in my life, at this season of my life. So, but really, we should be buying you food because so many of you that are listening to this are the people who've made it possible for us to be here. Yeah, I guess that's true. So maybe we'll just pay for our own meals and we'll we'll both get richer from the quality time there we go that's a nice nice compromise anyways you guys uh we're coming up on an hour just want to say thank you for listening and like we said we've got a couple more episodes coming over the next couple weeks um for a couple of you people i will mention you by name jamie who messages me every month to ask when the next episode is coming and who is on maternity leave now and is begging for a new episode 
There you have it. For To keep her entertained. So here you go, Jamie. And last but not least, to close this out, just want to remind you all, we are just two ordinary, very ordinary, Jesus followers trying to make a difference in Eastern... Mm, I forgot it. It's been so long. And Central Europe. And Central Europe. Colin and Sarah, Blooming Abroad podcast, over and out. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.